This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. We are grateful and thankful that Abba Father has made a way for us. That he's considered everything about us and has loved us enough to give us the blood of Jesus, to cover us, to cleanse us, to bring us into right relationship with him. This morning, we're going to begin with closure to some of the things that we've been praying this week. We've been talking about, for the most part, how the spirit of witchcraft attack us. And we talked about Symptoms such as chaos and confusion, being separate, separated and made an isolation, dealing with super spiritual people, codependents and controllers. The key in all of this, I believe, is we lose our sense of who we are. It's very difficult for God to motivate something that is not real at all or to put his stamp of approval on something that he did not create. Most of the things that we struggle with in our lives has a lot to do with our perception of who we are, who God is, how to build relationships based on those two elements. You see, if I don't know who I am, I'm not going to rightly identify with God. If I don't know who I am, then it's very difficult to build relationships with other people. If I don't know who God is, then it's difficult for me to know who I am. When the great minds of Jesus' time challenged him regarding the law, they asked him, Jesus, what is the most important of all the law? He said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and to love your neighbors as you love yourself. Religion will make an attempt to teach us to fix ourselves without loving God, 
with everything within us, mind, will, emotions, intellect, everything within us is to respond to Almighty God and to decree that he is Lord over everything. Religion will have you trying to fix you from the outside because religion is about appearances and not power, not pursuit or purpose. Religion will have you trying to do good for other people, trying to fix everything and everybody around you with little consideration for your brokenness. In fact, religion will tell you how insignificant you are and the only way to be significant is to do something for somebody else. You see, I've had to learn the difference between agape love that's unconditional and to be able to extend that to other people and realize the source of my love and my comfort must come from Almighty God. And that his greatest desire is that I would love him and that I would love myself because I am created in his image. And he takes great delight in me. Religion will teach you that your personality is insignificant and teach you you must die to self. Well, Scripture tells us that we must, but not in the way that religion does. Religion produces dead men, dry bones, that are lifeless and do not have the capacity to reproduce life. We find that in our churches. We have our rituals and our ceremonies. And we have people saying, you know what? Everything is great. Then we have a wonderful service. Well, the service was fine. until you get home and you're faced with your reality. Jesus did not die for that. Jesus died that you would be transformed. So I believe between now and 2016, I'm believing the Lord for the body to get it, that God truly loves us. We're not some hideous creature that was a worthless worm or some crazy thing. 
but we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made in his excellence, his beauty. And when he made us, he said, it is good, especially if you're a woman. He did not decree humankind was good until the work was finished in creating Eve. How much the enemy must hate us. So much of our world is created that we would hate ourselves. But that is not what my father said. We are beautiful in his eyes. So much so that he covered us. Jesus covers his bride. Not because she's not an able helpmeet, because she's precious to him. I believe God saw a woman so precious with the gifts that he had put inside of her that separated her from man, made her precious to him. That's why he tells the husband that you are to love her like Jesus loves the church. Jesus died for us. Gave us the keys of freedom and his resurrection life. And he said, for freedom's sake, I set you free. Here we are in the 21st century, and man still tries to control, dominate, instead of loving and protecting. Ah, Father, help the church. Help us understand what it was that you orchestrated in the beginning. Father God, everywhere where witchcraft has stolen our identity, where stubbornness and rebelliousness has caused us to carve out a life that does not bring you glory this morning. Father God, we thank you for deliverance this morning. We thank you that eyes are open, Lord. We thank you for your great compassion. They fail not. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. Uh, All the places in our life where we're weary and fatigued, we find ourselves distracted, not realizing how valuable our time is because we don't see ourselves as valuable. Break all carnal, soulish ties. 
with our past and with those that are around us, Father. Let us have right relationships based on loving you with all our heart and all our soul. Then we can love our neighbors because we love ourselves. When we love ourselves, we'll realize no one wants to be controlled and manipulated. No one wants to be pumped. That's not the kingdom way. We even try to treat you like that, God, as if you don't see everything, know everything, even know the lies that we tell ourselves in order for us to survive. Father, deliver us from survival mode. We are victorious. We have victory in you. And everywhere in our life where we have that man-pleasing spirit, that we try to please God, try to please man, even at the expense of knowing our call and our purpose, that we would allow some human being to hurt us to the point that we deny you. Father, forgive us. Forgive us for allowing anyone to be on the throne of our heart in such a way that it has hindered our relationship with you. You know that person in our past, we keep bringing them into our future that hurt us. And we stay angry and bitter because of it. We don't realize that that skews our vision of you. Father, we don't understand all of everything that goes on. There are people in the world that come to us and they say, why would a loving God allow such horrible things to happen. Father, what I do know, that everything that happens in the earth realm is our choice, that we are free. And you have made provisions for our lives, God. Through the blood of Jesus and the power of your word, you have made a way of escape for all of humanity. Parents neglect children. Children are abused. We don't know truth. And, Father, even when we give everything we know that we think we're supposed to give, man still is free, free to make their own choices.
Father God, because we are learning and because we're coming into maturity. We realize that the anger, the bitterness that sits on our heart hinders our capacity to live as free people in your kingdom. Deliver us this morning. Deliver us in every way that we try to protect ourselves. We thank you this morning for new identity. We thank you for a right relationship with one another, with you. And moreover, God, with ourselves. May the love of God be released in our heart toward ourselves. For we can't rightly relate to others until we rightly relate with ourselves. Father, we realize it was not our fault. Some of us have been raised to think that everything that goes on is our fault. Somehow you could have done something different, Sherelle, and things would have been different. Maybe, maybe not. But I've come to understand, God, I am just not that tough. That I can create all of the confusion that I see around me. Therefore, God, I cast that arrogance on the altar, and I ask you to burn it up, God. Deliver me from me, all of my self-righteousness, my arrogance, my perfectionism. Deliver us, God. Set us free from all the ways that we try to heal ourselves. We look forward and anticipate a new way of living. In you, we live, move, and have our being. We recognize there's a difference between the anointing coming upon us and the anointing that's in us. Even Paul said that he could preach truth and not live it. Father, let us live the truth that we preach, we know, and we read, God. We're not deceived, Father. You will not be mocked. 
And though we may fool people, you will not be fooled. And we ask ourselves why, God, but the truth is we already know why. But I thank you, Father, for loving us enough to hear us ask you the question over and over again. And you stand there with loving, open arms to receive us daily, each morning, God. Daily, you load us with benefits. Daily. Daily, God, brand new mercies. Daily, God. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for deliverance. We repent for allowing, controlling, and manipulating spirits to operate through us and to operate against us. Lord, forgive us as we forgive others who have been used by controlling, manipulating spirits, witchcraft in our life. Today we walk in the love of Jesus Christ, and we release them into your favor. Have your way in their life, God. For they are just dust. They are just humanity like we are. Cause them to be in right relationship with you and with themselves. For we have already seen their struggle with humanity. Father, some have gone on, possibly to hell, maybe even to heaven. It is not ours to judge. Father, but we have kept folk on the throne of our heart who should not, could not be there. And could no longer hurt us, except we choose, we chose to continue the pain. This morning, God, we kick them off. No one belongs on the throne of our heart but you. We are your temple, God. We take authority over the spirit of witchcraft, the weapons, and its weapons that we have been praying for this week, and we bind them now and forbid them from controlling us. We declare right now in faith that we have victory over witchcraft, victory over control and manipulation, victory over being a man pleaser, 
Father, we choose to be a God-pleaser today. Thank you for giving us discernment that we may walk and that we may walk in the liberty and the fullness of Christ. We pray these things in Jesus' name. I have one prayer request this morning already. Is there another? Okay. One of the things that Father has been talking to me about is we need to speak to some mountains in our life as we begin to go into a new season for our lives. I love God. He knew we would need new years, new weeks, new minutes, new days. He understands our frame. Well, he knew that we need to be able to say to ourselves, January 2016, I made a decisive decision to present my body a living sacrifice to God. And these are the things that God requires in this season. Not because he's a hard taskmaster, but because he loves me so much that he wants me free of all ungodly, earthly entanglements. And I heard even as I said that all entanglements are not ungodly. They're not sin. They're just not profitable for you. So God, all the things that are unprofitable for us in our sphere of influence that trip us up. You see, I'm not called to do everything. For everybody. So there are times I seem cold, but I know that's not my business. There are things I hear, I see, I read, but that's not my business. I'm sure Father has someone else covering that. He's very efficient in how he's orchestrated the kingdom. So if it's not my kingdom assignment, then I trust God that he's going to get it done. So Father, make us efficient and effective in our kingdom assignment as we enter 2016. And I thank you for specific downloads for each of our lives and that we would write the vision and make it plain. So even when we get off track, we can run with it, read it again, get back up. Thank you, Father. So we're going to speak to some mountains in the name of Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you said to speak to the mountains of our life. 
and they would be pulled up and cast into the sea. So, Father God, we speak to every mountain in our lives and command it to be removed and cast into the sea, according to Mark eleven twenty three. We speak to every financial mountain to be removed from our life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for jubilee and freedom in our finances. Just as you multiplied the loaves and the fishes, <laughs> the loaves and the fish, thank you, God. You're able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could think or ask. You can take our little and make it a lot. Hmm. Father God, we speak to the mountain of fear, doubt, and unbelief that would cause us to hoard a little and watch it disappear. Father, we recognize this morning the safest place for treasure is in your hand. Let every mountain hear the voice of the Lord and be removed. Ezekiel 36 and 4. Father God, I thank you that the mountains of our life tremble at your presence, God. Habakkuk 3.10. Thank you, Father, that you said in your word where two or more are gathered. There you are, God, in the midst of your people. Thank you, Father, that as you step out of heaven this morning, the mountains tremble. For they recognize that we have you on our side. And greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through you, Daddy God. We prophesy to the mountains and command them to hear the word of the Lord. And be moved, Father, even control and manipulation, heartache and heartbreak. They've been our mountains. But we thank you, Father, that this week as we've identified things that break our hearts, Father, I thank you and I praise you that every mountain everything that seems so insurmountable in our life, God, every pain that just seemed like it just kept going and going and there was no way, God, that we could ever climb up out of this. We speak to that mountain of pain in the name of Jesus and we command it to be cast into the sea. Ah, God, it would no longer block the blessing, God. Hinder forward momentum. God, we trust you with our pain. We trust you with the situation. You know the end from the beginning, God. You know that what we cannot 
see with our natural eyes. And we've tried to figure it out, Father. We've wept and cried so many tears. Uh, We've cried a river, God. We've cried a river, Father. And we realize no one can really understand the depth of our pain, God. But you. So we speak to the mountain of pain. And command it to hear the voice of the Lord. This day, you will be seen no more. And where there were tears and mourning, you will cause us to dance and rejoice. Ah, oh God, we've been pressing. We've been pressing, God. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We speak to the mountains. Father God, we contend with the mountains. We've called it something else. Uh, We thought we were in the valley, God. But the truth of the matter is, the mountains made it feel like we were in the valley. Mountains all around, God. But they've got to go this morning. (laughs) That was interesting, Daddy. Put forth your hand, Lord, and overturn the mountains by its roots. Ah, I hear it, Father. In the natural mountains form, valleys. But I'm seeing in the spirit a playing course. That enemy and our heart have created our own valleys. God doesn't call them valleys. Not in this particular situation.
the mountains have been a distraction in some cases. If I can keep them there, then they'll never see the fullness of who God is. We speak to the mountains in Jesus' name. Lord, you are against every destroying mountain. Jeremiah 51, 25. The enemy has sent destroying mountains to block the sun. S-O-N. Yeah. Take waste the evil mountains in our life, God. According to Isaiah 42 and 15, thresh every mountain, beat them small, and make the hills as shaft. Isaiah 41, 15. Father, we thank you that every mountain in our way becomes a plain. Zechariah 4, 7. And Father, we thank you that every mountain is brought low, every valley you raise up, every crooked place is made straight. As we make way for Christ to appear, for you said if he is lifted up, you will draw all men to him. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That every valley in our, every mountain in our life has been made waste in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Is there a prayer request at this time? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up my friend's family um, in the passing of their grandfather. Lord, I thank you that you reveal yourself to them as God, even in the midst of their sorrow. Father, many of the grandchildren are backslidden, living lives outside of your will, responding to heartache, heartbreak, and disappointment as it is the pattern of humankind. But, Lord, there are seeds in their heart planted there. Yeah, okay, we'll deal with that. There are seeds in their heart planted by the evil genius that have been allowed to grow and take root. This morning, in the name of Jesus, We pluck up 
the root. that caused them to walk away from the truth. We thank you, Father, to deliver them from root causes. Let every plant that you did not plant in their heart be rooted out in the name of Jesus. We lay an axe to the root of every evil tree in their life. Let every ungodly generational taproot be cut and pulled out of this bloodline in the name of Jesus. Let the roots of wickedness be as rottenness. We speak to every evil tree in their life that it would be uprooted and cast into the sea. You see, Father, as they're reaching out, an answer. Let them find Jesus again. Let them find Jesus in the midst of their sorrow. Let your holy fire burn up every ungodly root in the name of Jesus. Pour out your fire even in the midst of sorrow, God. Yes, Lord. We pray for each and every person that the service is God. We pray, Father God, that they see Jesus high and lifted up. That they recognize that Christ is the only answer. Father, give the men and women that have words to say. Not just words that would flatter the soul and make everybody cry or laugh. I guess, (laughs) I guess my coldness is showing, but Father, not just those things. There's time for that, and that's okay. But God, give them a word. Something that would turn the heart of those that are struggling to the only source of peace. You see, I can make you laugh for a minute. But God can bring joy for eternity. Let the joy of the Lord be released among the people. That even in their sorrow, they begin to see Jesus again. Jesus in a new way. And for those that have been introduced to Christ at some point in their life, but made a decision, I don't want that lifestyle. Let them see and reflect again on your great beauty and your great love. Give the ministers a sure word. Let the psalmist minister, not just from a place of talent, 
and ability. But, Father, whether they're saved or unsaved, we ask, Father God, for the angels to sing with them, releasing deliverance in every line so that everyone there will feel your presence and be set free. Father, anger and bitterness, I don't know where this is coming from, but anger and bitterness will have no place in this service. The peace of God will rule and rest among every person attending. Healing and forgiveness will be the portion in the name of Jesus. So comfort those that mourn, and they will be comforted in Jesus' name. Father, all over the city, all throughout the body of Christ, This season brings with it heartache, heartbreak, and disappointment when one cannot see Jesus because the kings of their heart (laughs) is blocking their vision. And so they make this something that it really isn't all the way around. And even in their attempts to make it a celebration of Christ, it becomes stressful, compulsive, painful. Even as I drove the streets, I've seen more and more police in front of dollar stores and dollar generals and people stealing little things. Trying to make other folk happy, trying to make themselves happy. Father God, I ask, Lord, for mercy and healing in this season. Touch households, God. Give households, give parents wisdom, grandparents wisdom. And, Father, even in the body of Christ, we try to make this something that is not God. And instead of using this as an opportunity to tell the story and to share love and to teach a new way of living,
we lose focus of the ultimate purpose, and that is to sacrifice and to love. God, we don't understand how to create environments of love. We have given our children stuff instead of love. Be with the families, God. Bring healing. Let the glorious light of Jesus Christ permeate hearts and souls today. We bind feelings of inadequacy, fear, suicide, self-rejection, desperation in the name of Jesus. And we release peace, joy, love. For those parents that don't have the resources, Give them the words of love and comfort. That's more important than any gift. Show them how to sow that love in the hearts of their children so that that love will bring comfort. Release creativity, Father. into homes and families, God. We have substituted television for creativity. And the masses have been lulled to sleep. Father God, I thank you for all the programs that share toys and gifts. Thank you for the men and women of God who give their resources to bless other people. Thank you for all of the families that made a decision, well, I'm not going to buy stuff I don't need, but there are people that need that I can buy for. Let us have the heart to be a blessing. It's not too late, Lord. It's not too late, Lord. So I ask you to bless, touch, and strengthen your people as they go through this season. And let us really understand Let us get it this year, who Christ was and what he brought, so that as we enter 2016, we enter it based on the revelation of Jesus Christ, not a babe in the manger. but the Son of God that was released into the earth as a man 
so that he would have the right and the authority to buy us back from the devil. And that every baby that's been born and every baby that's been reborn has kingdom purpose. Let us, as we enter 2016, reflect your kingdom, God. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done. That which you've planned and purposed, let it be revealed in our life. So, Father, I continue praying for our nation. A lot is going on as they face the ISIS, ISIS com- confrontation. But, Lord, we know that there's wars and rumors of war. But, Father God, we pray for the leaders of our nation that they would come to your light, God, according to Isaiah 60 and 3. We make supplication, prayer, intercession, and give thanks for all the people of our nation and for the leaders of our nation that we might live a peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. We ask, Father, that our leaders be just and those we are electing be just and that they rule by the fear of God. Thank you, Father, to release the fear of God all over this nation. Second Samuel 23 and 3. Let our leaders fall down before you, Lord, and let our nation serve you. Psalm 72:11. Let the poor and needy of our nation be delivered out of poverty. Psalm 72, 12, and 13. Let the Lord's dominion be established in our nation and let his enemies lick the dust. Psalm 72, verses 8 through 9. Again, Father, we ask that our leader's heart be turned to fear you, God. Proverbs 21 and 1. Let the Lord rule over our nation and let our nation be glad and rejoice. Ah, it doesn't even matter, God, what the prophets are saying. Only in that, just as Jonah was given an assignment, Nineveh looked like it was destitute for destruction. But when the people yielded to the voice of Holy Spirit, the nation was saved. And though we may see impending doom, God, repentance is the final word. So, Father, we pray for repentance in our country. Let our nation sing a new song. Let our nation bless your name and show forth your salvation from day to day. Psalm 96, 1, 3. People of our nation tremble 
at the presence of God, begin in your church, God. Psalm 99 and 1. Let our nation make a joyful noise to the Lord and let the people serve him with gladness. Psalm 110, verses 1 through 2. Let our leaders praise you and let them hear the words of your mouth. Send prophets. Send words of encouragement, exhortation. Send those that have the word of the Lord and hear your voice. Psalm 138 and 4. Let the wicked be rooted out of our land. Proverbs 2 and 22. God, there are folk that will not change their allegiance to the enemy. That are planning attacks even right now. Let the wicked be rooted out. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we also recognize that there's a scene behind the scene, and we don't war against flesh and blood. Let the wicked be rooted out in Jesus' name. Let the wicked be cut down and wither as a green herb. Psalm 37 2. Let all the people of our nation turn to the Lord and worship him. Psalm 22. Verse 27, and even in this season, God, let the love of Jesus be so real, God, that it causes people to say, what must I do to be saved? Let our our nation, we declare, is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein. Let all the idolaters in our nation be confounded and let all the gods worship the Lord. For you are the God of God. So we command that all hearts bow before you, God. We decree, Lord, let, we can't command, thank you, God. All idolaters bow before you, Father as they recognize you as Lord and Savior. Let our nation praise the Lord for his merciful kindness and truth. Father, America has been a little deceptive, to say the least. But you have kept her. For you knew even in her deception that there would be enough that truly would believe the word of the Lord. I believe that you have kept her till now and that even as we watch the news and we see her deceptions unfold before our eyes, you're calling forth a church that will release the love of the Lord that transcends race and cultural boundaries. The love of God is not intimidated by your creativity, God. And your diversity, Father. The love of God created it, created diversity and multiple cultures. Ha, God, you're so interesting. Just as flowers are different, God, you love different things, 
Father. Father, I thank you for a church that no longer has to take white Barbie dolls to a black nation, but realizes that there is beauty in all people and serving them doesn't mean to change their color or their culture, but to give them a hope and a future in Jesus Christ that's relevant to them. Make the church relevant to all nations and all generations, God. That we would show forth your beauty and your diversity as it has always been your heart, Father. For you said it is good, even when you put in the womb of Adam, the nations of this world, God, in the womb of Eve. Well, it was in Adam's womb first until Eve was created. Well, hallelujah. In the womb of Adam and Adam and Eve, you put the complexity of nations, even when Noah Three sons, each were different. It delights your heart, God. Let our let us, your church, have the same heart, God. So we pray today, save our nation, Lord, and send your prosperity, God. Even in the midst of conflict, God, open up the eyes of your people as we humble ourselves. Turn from our wicked ways. We know that you will hear from heaven and heal our land. For you have decreed it so by your word. And your word never returns to you void. It will accomplish that for which it was sent. Thank you, Father, that we are co-laborers with you today. That your glory would be revealed in the earth. Thank you, Father, that we can come alongside of our daddy, do what our daddy does, and be trained by your hand. God, I am grateful. I know this is an eternal work, God. Train me, Lord, so that I can rule and reign with you throughout eternity. I trade all of this in for life with you forever. Ah, thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been Overflowing Prayer Community. We're here Monday through Friday, 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. Grateful to serve a living God and to know truth. And I pray that whatever you're faced with today, that that same God will walk you through it, bring you to a place of victory. Whatever it is, and as you go about uh, um, and engaging believers and non-believers, and as my friend goes to services that the Holy Spirit will go with you and will release the love of God in every hug and every embrace, and that your family will be comforted with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Be blessed. We will um, 
be online, I think, next week, 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 724-444-7444. If that does not happen, I will let you all know in advance. Be blessed. Love you all. Bye.
This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.